You're listening to the Elevate Your Brand podcast, where we talk to some of the smartest entrepreneurs and fastest growing brands on the market today. I'm your host, Laurel Mintz, a reformed corporate M&A attorney who founded award-winning LA-based marketing agency, Elevate My Brand. We've elevated some of the world's biggest brands from Facebook, Paw Patrol, and Verizon to innovative startups you haven't even heard of yet. Are you ready to elevate your brand? Keep listening. Welcome back to another episode of Elevate Your Brand. I, of course, am your host, Laurel Mintz, and I am freaking out today. My guest, Nicole Whiteman, who is the CEO of the Los Angeles Dodgers Foundation. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, Laurel, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. Oh my gosh, I think this might be my most exciting episode because I'm such a huge Dodgers fan and I'm such a fan of the Dodger Foundation and the work that you do. Um, But for those of uh, listening that don't understand the difference between the two, can you just share a little bit about the foundation itself? Sure. So the Dodgers Foundation is a part of the broader Dodger franchise, but we are uh, strictly mission-driven. We are here to help tackle some of Los Angeles' most pressing problems, including homelessness, healthcare, social justice, and education for all Angelenos, really focused on not necessarily putting butts in seats at Dodger Stadium, but focused on ensuring that every Angelino has an opportunity to thrive and that those in communities, often in the shadows surrounding Dodger Stadium, are not overlooked and that we're making sure that uh, their needs um, are are supported, especially since we have so many communities here in Los Angeles that um, truly do need uh, a, a significant level of support. Well, especially during the last uh, you know, year and a half or so, the foundation has really stepped up. Um, the Dodgers as a whole has really stepped up. Can you share with us a little bit about the work that you did over the pandemic to support that community at large? Because you have been a busy, busy lady. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? We often say the communities that we serve were in crisis before the pandemic, right. Laurel, and literally the pandemic exasperated what they were experiencing. And so when everything happened, you know, almost 15 months ago now, we essentially stopped. We, we issued assessments to the families we serve. We issued assessments to the organizations that we support. And we said, what is it that you need? And they told us that they needed us. They needed books. They needed education supplies. They needed food. They needed basic necessities. They needed hygiene essentials to keep up with this level of mask wearing and things of that nature. And so we essentially said, you know what, we're going to continue to show up for the community we had to adjust and pivot. And so we actually went into drive-through distribution mode where to date we've actually issued, we've donated or distributed about 4 million in meals to the communities that we serve here in Los Angeles. We've been all over, even recently completing a 10-stop tour, continuing to support those who are still impacted during this recovery. We continue to you know, support the needs of students in schools as it relates to technology. We know that so many of our families you know, live in, in homes where there are many individuals and the opportunity to you know, have your own Wi-Fi hotspot and things of that nature, you know, they were few and far in between. And so yeah. for us, it was making sure that their basic necessities were met. While we wish we could have been in person on the ground with a lot of our programming, we shifted to virtual. And frankly, you know, we had even more engagement virtually, making sure that even kids that were going to college were experiencing the same level of supports and information that we would have provided if, even if they were in person here at the stadium. 
Yeah, it's amazing how, you know, something as simple as Wi-Fi is something that you take for granted when you're not, you know, in those kinds of communities. Uh, and I love the fact that you really pivoted so quickly, right? It wasn't like you rested on your laurels, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> you were like, let's figure out how we can continue to serve. And to your point, you actually were able to touch an even broader audience. And I know that you've also won quite a few awards for the work that you've done as of late. Can you share with us a little bit about that? Yes. So in the midst of all of the challenge of 2020, um, who would have thought that we would have received ESPN's highest humanitarian award? We were um, awarded back in June. Uh, it's crazy to think that was a year ago now. <laughs> we were awarded the 2020 ESPN Sports Humanitarian Award, which is the highest level humanitarian award across all sports teams, all sports leagues. And I have to tell you, man, while we won't, we do not do this work for the recognition the motivation that it provided for us, you know, three months into this awful pandemic, into awful quarantine, um, was just what we needed to keep going. We also, um, last year, were awarded the Aspen Institute's Project Play Champion Award for the sports-based youth development work that we do. And in the middle of last year as well, we were um, awarded Beyond Sports Reducing uh, Racial Inequalities Award, which was particularly important to us, especially um, as we all experienced, of course, you know, the heightened awareness of racial inequities um, after the murder of George Floyd. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the work that you do is so incredibly important and valuable. And I actually don't think that the community at large understands how small the team is that actually is able to get this done. You guys yes. launched a new website. You did these amazing, the cutout program, which I was such a huge fan of. Um, how do you find time in the day to get all this done? <laughs> so small, but mighty. Um, I have an amazing team. Um, we've built something really special here this last eight years under new ownership. Each one of us brings something so unique to the table. And we're also passionate about the communities that we serve. We're a diverse team in our own right who, who uses and frankly brings our personal experiences to work every day and to the communities that we serve. And I think that it, 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 it was so important, even as you look in this last year, and that we were built for this moment in time. Many yeah. of us were born, honestly, for this moment in time, and we're able to just show the world uh, what we're doing. We often say um, it's about collaboration. I tell people all the time, partnership is the secret sauce to our success. And so we're small and mighty, but the reality is we have amazing nonprofit partners. We have amazing foundation partners. Our sponsors... Um, are, are just, I mean, uh, priceless. The partnerships that we've created throughout Los Angeles on every level and in every neighborhood um, are really the reason why this work happens. Uh, we know that. We know that we're not experts in, in everything that we do. Um, and so we just feel like this is, we are a hub of so many things that essentially then magnifies the impact that we can have on one individual or multiple millions of individuals at any given time. I mean, you're so humble and I'm going to brag about you for a little bit because, you know, I know quite a few of your board members and they are obsessed <laughs> with you and the direction that you've taken the foundation. Um, can you just share a little bit about your history within the nonprofit community um, at large? Because I think your unique skill set is what has made this next iteration of foundation so successful. I know that you obviously have this team, as you mentioned, and you're so kind to, you know, bring them into the fold of the success. But your unique um, background and your pedigree in this world, I think is so important and valuable to share. Oh, thank you, Laurel. I actually, um, 
I never would have thought, I share this with people all the time, I never would have thought I would be sitting here as CEO of the Dodgers no. Foundation. I started out in investment banking and you know, I went to school as an economics major who was going to work on Wall Street. And thankfully I had the opportunity to do that um, as a result of my hard work. Um, and I, I thought that was my dream job, but I, I essentially kind of transitioned out of investment banking and I went into publishing and I worked for magazines. Uh, for about six years. And while I was doing that work, I met the president and CEO of the Jackie Robinson Foundation. And she said, you know what, we're opening an office in LA and we'd love for you to be a part of that leadership team. I had never envisioned working for a nonprofit, but I am the product of so many amazing nonprofit organizations, including the Jackie Robinson Foundation. And after you know going down the road of many conversations with her, I thought to myself, this is the best way to give back telling my story, using my personal experience to frankly influence and change the lives of others. Um, I, I, I feel like I was called to do this. You know, I did this yeah. work with the Jackie Robinson Foundation as the Western Region Director for a number of years. And I got to know so many Major League Baseball teams, including the Dodgers. And then I actually worked for LA's Promise, uh, now known as LA's Promise Fund, doing public school reform work here in Los Angeles. And, you know, the opportunity to connect with and work in collaboration with the Los Angeles Unified School District and understand the city of LA um, in the way in which I was able to grasp it during that time was so important to the work that I do today. Um, I worked for College Summit. I tell people all the time, college access is my story. Mm -hmm. um, I I'm a first generation college graduate. I'm a first generation American. Um, you know, I sympathize with a lot of the students that, you know, we are currently supporting. I know how hard it is not only to get to college, but how hard it is to get through college. Um, and I, I'm just so grateful that I've been placed here. You know, it's eight going on eight years now. And, you know, it was kind of surreal uh, for the first couple. Sometimes it's still surreal when I walk, I'm walking into Dodger Stadium saying, wow, this is what I do. I get wake up every single day and frankly get to impact um, children throughout Los Angeles, give them a sense of hope, give them a sense of promise and allow them to feel a part of the Dodger family. Um, they feel a part of this. They feel like regardless of whether I come to a Dodger game or not, the Dodgers truly do care about me. And that's exactly why the the tagline that you guys lean on is bigger than baseball, because it's yes, truly absolutely. the mission and the, and the motto. Um, we're going to take a really quick break. We'll be right back. Enjoying the episode? I certainly hope so, but we have no way to know unless you tell us. After this episode, please leave us a review on your podcast app of choice and let us know what you love and what you want to hear next. This podcast is all about you and how else are we going to elevate your brand unless you talk to us? Thanks for sticking with us. And if you are just tuning in, I am chatting with Nicole Whiteman, who is the CEO of the Los Angeles Dodgers Foundation. Right before the break, you were sharing with us your incredible journey and your personal story, how you got to where you are today. And what you were saying was you walk into Dodger Stadium and you can't believe how lucky you are to be able to experience this and to be able to share your vision and mission and to service so much of the greater community. I have to tell you, when I walked in, and full transparency to those listening, you know, we were in uh, an RFP process with the foundation a while back and we won. We're very excited. And when, <laughs> when I walked into the Dodger, uh, Dodger Stadium for that pitch, I had goosebumps from head to toe because it's just such a part of my my history, my culture, and to know that I could could support an organization like yours just meant the world to me. Even to have the opportunity to be in that stadium and pitch was like, I mean, 
pitch, not like really pitch, like on the mound, you know, but <laughs> to pitch in a boardroom, <laughs> a little different, um, was just so magical. And I can't thank you enough for that opportunity. Yeah, no, Laurel, thank you. Um, you know, the opportunity to walk into the stadium is like the opportunity to walk into a chance to use this brand mm -hmm. um, to do so many amazing things. The Dodger brand is so big. It's so um, powerful. It, it just is. And, and it can be used to such good. And I'm just so thankful that I get to do that every day. Yeah, it was wild. I mean, walking into that stadium with like nobody there, I, I literally had, I don't know if I told you the story, but I had to sit down in like the second or third uh, row of seats, you know, on the level that you guys, that the offices yeah, are at. And I had level. to like, I had to like do a breathing exercise because I was flipping out. I was so excited <laughs> to be there because I bleed Dodger blue, you know? Yes. And it's <laughs> breathtaking. It's such an really iconic is. place that has its own feel and its own look, its own appeal. Um, and this season I'm even more excited because we're revealing the center field um, you know, additions and it, it, it blends so well, but every small addition here means something else, especially after, you know, an amazing World Series win. Well, let's, well, first of all, congratulations, friggin' huge. I mean, amazing. Um, mm. And second, since we're talking, we're on the topic, let's talk about getting back to business, getting back to normal. What does that look like for the foundation now that we're hopefully, knock on wood, coming out of this pandemic? Yeah, you know, we are excited to be getting back to games with 56,000 fans because that means we get to continue to allow fans to partner with us to support the work that we do. Right. We um, host our in-stadium, you know, auctions and re we sell retail items. Um, the 50-50 raffle is such a big part of the Dodger game experience now. And so being able to go back to that and the giving fans the opportunity to contribute to the work that we're doing, the programs that we run and fund look, you know, other organizations throughout Los Angeles who really need it. Those things are very exciting. Being able to have fans back at the stadium for event fundraisers like our annual our annual run. This year on August 14th, we're actually doing it as a sunset run. So it'll cool. be in the in the evening, which is just, you know, so unique and different. But we wanted to do something really special because we have to we had to host that virtual run last year. And right. this year we get to be back in person. Um, you know, it, it really is an opportunity to showcase and uplift so many organizations when you have that many eyeballs here and you're able to really help advance the mission of the hundred nonprofit organizations that we support annually. You know, to bring kids to the stadium. That's a such a, a big deal for so many um, youth who are coming from underserved communities who, if the Dodgers Foundation, you know, didn't do that for them, they would never see inside of Dodger Stadium. And so it means really like going back to, you know, full support. Like I said, we never stopped at the end of the day. For us, it was we were built for this. We're supposed to, um, you know, double down in crisis. Absolutely. But I do think that, you know, as we are supporting the recovery of so many families coming out of COVID, it's going to be important for us to use the stadium and this return to, you know, what is mo a more normal sense of baseball <laughs> to welcome families back in, you know, and, and continue to support them and meet them where they're at in their neighborhoods as well. I am so excited to continue my support of the organization. I also don't think that people outside of the organization who aren't involved understand the structure of it, that it is that the foundation actually supports 
like you said, I think you said a hundred, was it a hundred different yes. organizations yes. under the Dodger? But can you just talk a little bit about yeah. that structure? Because exactly. I think it's not so, clear so to we, a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're a bit complicated and sometimes it can be confusing, but we actually fund uh, nonprofit organizations through our formal grant making program where we accept grants three times a year. We take a, a, a three-month uh, process to review those. We get to know the organizations very well. We often tell people, you know, we don't write large checks, but the reality is the money plus the, the gravitas that one receives with the use of the Dodger brand and a partnership with the Dodgers is really the priceless part of it and the part that actually ends up really helping nonprofits in so many amazing in-kind ways. And then in addition to that, we actually run our own programs. And so the, a substantial part of what we do is our Dodgers RBI program, which is our sports-based youth development. So we pro we are basically giving 10,000 kids across Los Angeles and Long Beach at 76 different locations the opportunity to play baseball and softball. And we are using the sport um, as the vehicle to impart social and emotional learning for, for children who are in you know, in inequitable situations and then infusing education and health into that. So this opportunity to be part of a team, this opportunity to gain the positive attributes that one can gain from sport. But if you can't afford to play sport, you frankly won't have those. Right. So we open the door there and then we actually further, you know, have them go in into education um, uh, uh, literacy training. We do dent dental screenings. We do eye screenings. Uh, we provide a number of now virtual sessions online. We train our coaches and we give training to our parents because we believe that adults are some of the most important people in a child's life. And sometimes they often just do not have the tools or the resources that they need. Yeah. And so we ensure that that layer is placed on there as well. Um, it's really about removing barriers. It's about removing those barriers, you know, to sport, to education and to health um, that are truly going to help us to create major league citizens. It's so interesting. The advocacy piece on the parenting side, I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it, but it's so true. Like you need to, the parents need to be educated to understand how to, uh, you know, help their kids get into these programs and that these programs even exist. Um, I think a lot of parents are so unaware of that. Yeah. Um, and then my own personal experience, you know, I played soccer, softball, volleyball, equestrian swim team, and the, the, the tool set that you get from playing those kinds of group sports is absolutely invaluable. And I think that they've done studies, I think you, maybe you've even done studies or you've used studies to show the amount of growth that it helps with, um, with kids. And yes. it's like an evolutionary growth once you play a sport. Absolutely. Um, and you're absolutely right. We measure and evaluate all the work that we do and we show and we are seeing the key gains across so many social, emotional uh, competencies for the youth that we serve. I mean, you can attest to this as well, Laura. We're on a team our entire lives mm -hmm. and sports is just one example of a team. And some people succeed and some people struggle. And I know that with sport and as former athletes, no matter what level you played on, no matter how good you were or weren't, um, you gain some things that take you to so many different aspects of your life, like above and beyond the actual Absolutely. sports team that you played on. For sure. It's the team building. It's the problem solving. You know, even if, like you said, you're not great, it's that those invaluable skills that help you be successful in life. And I just think it's so 
amazing that not only are you helping other foundations do this work, but you have your own educational piece that you're executing as well. I mean, it's like this massive umbrella organization. Again, yeah. I'm just so shocked by the volume of people that you've touched. Yes, no, absolutely. It's, it's in speaking of volume, you know, now we have over 300,000 youth who have access to a Dodgers Dreamfield in their neighborhood. Wow. So we we now have built 57 Dodgers Dreamfields. We're on our way to 75 and they are both baseball and softball fields um, in, you know, some really challenged neighborhoods here in Los Angeles that are giving people these beacons of pride around the corner from their houses. We create these green spaces. So, yes, youth and families can play baseball and softball. But it also gives people a gathering place, a quality gathering place, a beautiful gathering place, one that, you know, has a scoreboard that resembles a scoreboard at Dodger Stadium. It's a very unique space. Um, and we're so just excited about the next iteration of fields that, you know, we're going to be we're going to be pulling together, especially in advance of the 2022 uh, rescheduled All-Star Games. <laughs> Amazing. So we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, I want you to share how people can uh, can get involved, how they can donate, how if they're uh, listening in and they know of kids that need to be involved, how all of this works. So stay tuned. We are thrilled that you've joined us here on the Elevate Your Brand podcast. But did you know we have a ton more useful content on our blog page? Make sure to go to elevatemybrand.com and check out the tips and tricks that we share with you every week on how to elevate your brand via marketing, advertising, branding, messaging, social media, you name it, we've got your back. All right. I am chatting with Nicole White and the CEO of the Los Angeles Dodger Foundation. I can't believe we only have 10 minutes left. This conversation goes so fast when you're so excited about the work <laughs> and the and the brand. Um, so can you share with us, so if there is a foundation out there listening in and they want to be involved in the um, application process, where do they go? Yeah, there's a couple different things. So in order for applying for a grant, one can go to dodgers.com forward slash L-A-D-F. And um, if you literally just hit on our grants tab, you will see all of the criteria. You will see our deadline dates. Uh, we have some contact information there if you have questions, but it's all laid out. Our focus areas are there. So you'll understand sort of what we're looking for and what programs we uh, typically fund. And then if you are a parent listening in and you have a kid that needs help, how do they get involved? Oh, wow. So yes, please go to dodgers.com forward slash L-A-D-F as well. Um, you there will learn more about our Dodgers RBI Youth Develop Sports-Based Youth Development Program. We have registration open right now, actually, at 76 locations throughout LA and uh, Long Beach. And then, in addition, in addition to that, we really encourage people to follow us across all of our social media platforms. We are um, very engaged on social media, and most of our families honestly tell us that they learn about what we're doing, organizations that we're partnered with, and where they can show up for various things. Um, via our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter, and more. I love it. I didn't even have to ask you to plug it. That's exactly what I wanted. Um, and then last but certainly not least, how can people donate if they want to get involved with the foundation as a whole? Yeah. So if you come to a game, um, I encourage you as a fan to participate in the 50-50 raffle, to also bid on auction items online, to visit our kiosk in the new Centerfield Plaza. If you actually go to dodgers.com forward slash L-A-D-F, you actually can make a donation to the Dodgers Foundation. You can sign up for our upcoming um, Dodgers Foundation run on August 14th. 
and future fundraisers that we'll be posting there as well. So we're encouraging people when you get, if whether you're at a game or outside of a game, um, there are various ways to contribute. Um, if you simply want to make a donation, our website again is the right place. We, um, you know, encourage everyone again to follow us at Dodgers Foundation um, across all social media platforms. And then really, if there are foundations out there or other individuals who want to support us via family foundations or invite us to your uh, application process, we are uh, excited and would be thrilled to submit an application as well. Whew. I mean, I can't believe how much we covered in 22 minutes. It's a little <laughs> ridiculous. I'm going to pivot the conversation a little bit, and I want to talk about you again, uh, kind of your leadership within the organization. Was there a moment, because uh, you've been there for eight years, was there a moment over those eight years where you ever stopped and said, I, we've accomplished something, like this is what we came here to do, like for the kind of like your Oprah aha moment, this is why I'm here? Yeah. I would probably say our fifth anniversary Dodgers Foundation Gala, uh, standing on the stage that night in advance of John Legend's performance oh, wow. in front of 2,000 people, including our ownership, the Dodgers leadership, you know, my team and everyone, and talking through our acknowledgments, frankly, at that point of only, you know, five and a half years or so. Um, it hit me. It really hit me how much we've accomplished. It hit me how many lives we've changed. And frankly, it also hit me how much more we had to do. Mm -hmm. um, we've been, we were handed a new logo and a new name, you know, eight years ago. And to date, you know, we've invested $32 million into the Los Angeles community. Wow. You know, we've provided 300,000 youth access to a Dodgers dream field. We're providing 10,000 kids annually an opportunity to participate in our sports-based youth development program. We're giving $2 million out in grants a year. We created programs, we created fundraisers, we created a grant-making program, and they've all been tremendously successful. Again, the point I make is to partnerships, um, but we're not done yet. We are not done. Um, you know, those were our infancy phases. We're now, you know, in this in this phase where it is about our visibility to the benefit of others. We mm -hmm. want people to know what we're doing because we know that that essentially helps people in so many ways. And right now it's about addressing the root causes. For me right. in that moment in time as well, we showed a video um, of a young man that we support in our program that night at the gala and it moved everyone in such a way, but it also moved me in that I know there are a hundred more of him mm -hmm. and we have to get to all of those, those, those youth that need us the most. And this brand with this brand, man, our work is, is, is there's so much to do. There is just so much. And I've heard you on stage. You are a powerful uh, and empowering speaker. And I bet that room was just in tears after hearing you and watching that video. I know a good fundraiser when I see one. <laughs> and you are like top of the level. I mean, it's pretty amazing. To oh, hear thank you, on you stage. Laurel. Thank you, Laurel. They had, I was in tears too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I cry at commercials, so I don't know if I count. But um, so uh, another per couple, couple personal questions. If you could just like wave a magic wand and have this organization be what you want it to be, what would that look like? So if someone wow. listening in had, you know, yeah. millions of dollars to donate or I, you know, millions of volunteers, what would that actually look like for yeah. you? I would world? create a fund, um, you know, a billion dollar fund, Laurel, that allowed us Ooh. to more freely be able to support so many more organizations and so many more youth and families throughout Los Angeles. 
there are pockets of so much need and specifically um, the homeless population, those who are who are hungry and black and brown youth who, who frankly just need severe investments into their education, their health and more to push them forward and put them at a, at a starting line with their peers. Um, those would be the things that would be most important to me. But to have, be able to launch a fund within our foundation that allows us, frankly, to more freely give, give, give. Um, that would be my wish. I love that. So it's a volume game. And now you put it out into the universe, so it's going to happen, <laughs> right? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, is there any uh, anything that you want the community listening in to, uh, to know that we haven't covered today? I want to make sure I give you the floor uh, for any final words of wisdom. No, I think you've you've helped us tremendously, um, and I'm I'm proud, honestly, to be here today talking with you. Uh, the more we are able to expose what we do and how we do it, the more partners come to the table. Therefore, the more youth and families we get to impact, and so the opportunity for um, new ideas. We've had to be so inventive in the last year. You know, I call for those all the time. If anyone listening, you know, thinks there are things that they should be doing with the foundation or things that we should be doing with others, we are all ears. We're very open to uh, the needs of the community and serving those and listening to those um, who need it most, right? Like I said before, we are not the experts, but we want to show up. We want to answer the call. Um, we know right now more than ever, equality is at bat. The reality is um, we've learned a lot over the last year that it's so important for us to address the root challenges and the root causes to so many of the problems um, that families face in Los Angeles. And poverty is, is heavy at the root of much of that. And I think, you know, that will be a significant part of our focus for many, many years to come. Are you using that equality is at bat as a marketing campaign? I think that's quite brilliant. Um, interestingly enough, we just started this year and that just came okay. out of, you know, letters that I put <laughs> out there and things of that nature. But I will tell you, without telling you, people might see that uh, more in the future. That's so phenomenal. And then the last thing I just want to mention is how accessible you really are. You would think that a brand of the scale of the Dodger Foundation would be kind of untouchable. I mean, you are, it's iconic, right? And yeah. the fact that you are open to change and open to evolution, it, it really just speaks wonders to your leadership style and your commitment to the organization and the community that it serves. So I just personally want to say thank you so, so much. I, I get a little choked up even having these conversations because I know the work you do is so incredibly valuable, Nicole. I cannot thank you enough for spending just a little bit of time with me today. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Laurel. And thanks to everyone tuning in. Please go follow them, donate, volunteer, get involved. This is an organization that I love so very much. And stay tuned for more Elevate Your Brand coming up next.